It's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy on What You Call It Wednesday. This is where, just for fun, we talk about regular, everyday things and all of the unique, diverse, and interesting things to call them. This morning, we challenge you to tell us what you call it in your brain when you see an empty tube of Christmas wrapping paper. What do you call it? And then, what do you do with it? Text in to 985-985. We've got Fernanda on the line to share with us first here. What you call it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a lightsaber. A yeah. lightsaber. <laughs> or, you know, you, you uh, tear it in half and you use, like, like, um, like some kind of string and you make nunchucks, you know? Okay. That's, like, up in the level of weaponry. I, I was a little more developed. I had older brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so you got really creative. They were they were 20 years older than me, so I learned from them. That's oh good. It's it's also, uh, for me, a big indicator that you grew up with siblings based on oh, yeah. the wrapping paper tube being a weapon. Because if you're at <laughs> home alone, it's a horn, right? Yeah. You're just... It's a lightsaber. I grew up watching Star Wars every single day on VHS. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And you got to make the sounds too, right? Yeah. What you call it Wednesday with an empty tube of Christmas wrapping paper. I can uh, hear my mom's voice. Because what she would call it is, put that down and stop hitting your brother. Why do I feel like it got like extra violent at your house with the three boys? Don't make me come down there. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to take all the wrapping paper off of the tube. Yeah. And Aww. then use it for fighting because I still need to wrap presents. Do you guys even want presents this year? I don't even know if you deserve presents this year. Is anybody listening to me? Oh my God. Seriously, I'll come down there. I'm coming. I'm coming. Today, we're talking about something that you're probably seeing a lot of around your home right now as you wrap gifts that tube from the wrapping paper. What you call it when it's empty? Michelle. First, it's a horn that you blow into to sound the upcoming wrapping paper award. Uh, me and my sister, these things still happen every Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and then what basically happens is once the tube is broken, it now becomes nunchucks. But if you remember the ridiculous movie of Robin Hood Men in Tights, when him and Little John fight, the, the stick gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller throughout the fight until there's almost nothing left. That's basically what happens. It, it really is what happens <laughs> because wrapping paper tubes are not really meant for hand-to-hand combat. They don't it's have true. the uh, they don't have the strength of construction. <laughs> it's true, but at least you know as it breaks down, you can turn them into different types of weapons and then continue on. There you go. <laughs> Never lose your imagination, Michelle. That's right. You guys have a merry Christmas. You too. It really feels like when it comes down to what you call it, and it's an emptying wrapping paper tube. Mm-hmm. We're getting more love for violence this morning <laughs> yes. than music. Uh, in fact, our friend Daniel. Uh, says that not only is it a sword, they actually like flatten it so it's more like skinny and sword-like. They put handles on the sword, then they'll grab uh, a, a spare box that's yeah. around, 
and make a cardboard shield. So detailed. For like a very epic and like medieval yeah. feeling like throwdown. It's almost like they were LARPing as totally. kids in the basement. Yeah, full out LARPing. That's hilarious. Uh, in our household, we didn't really use it as swords because, and I did have siblings for whatever reason. I guess we just weren't like that violent with each other. You just use your words. We just used our, yes, yes, <laughs> we did. Uh, no, but we would always pretend that it was a telescope. Mm. So we'd like take it to look at the stars and that kind of stuff. We didn't have a real telescope growing up because yeah. we didn't have a lot of money. So I guess that was our stargazing tool. Sure. Definitely didn't make the stars appear closer or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, And you also said, you're like, did you ever use it as a kaleidoscope? And now I'm kind of like, wish that I had. If you put out some of that like um, cellophane wrapping kind of stuff over top of it, put some uh, color paper on there. That could have been a real nice little treat. Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Real, fun, and right here in Calgary. 98.5 Virgin Radio. 98.5 Virgin Radio. It's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Can we all agree that one thing good about being up this time of morning and maybe being in a vehicle and commuting in the dark is that you get a free Christmas light show every single time you drive. Danae, you finally got eyes oh, yes. on the Lions Festival of Lights on 14th <laughs> Street last night. I was with you. Yes. We were in an Uber. Yeah, it was great. We uh, went out for uh, some festive cheer last night mm-hmm. at a spot in Kensington and uh, shared an Uber together and, yeah, made our way up 14th Street, got to see the Lions Festival of Lights, and it is Truly one of the best light displays in the entire city. Uh, but maybe the fact that it's free and you can just drive past it just puts it over the edge, right? You know what's cool? It was uh, our Uber driver. It's almost like he knew by osmosis. <laughs> As we start going, ooh, ah. <laughs> Next thing you know, my man goes from doing the speed limit, which is 50, yeah. to about 11. Yeah, totally. Where he is just creeping <laughs> extra slow. So we can just take in all the glory because that's the thing. It's it's a spot where you got to be rubbernecking, yeah, because it's so beautiful. And if you're driving, uh, if if you're driving north, it's on your left hand side. Yeah. If you're driving south, it's on your right hand side. I almost encourage if you're doing this as a as a sightseeing thing or or a fun out of the way date night Christmas light drive around kind of a situation. You almost got to do both. You almost yes. got to do it like a get to the top of like almost at John Laurie, right? And, and you and you turn around Make your way back, and you get to see it the other way because you might <laughs> see things going one way you didn't see the other way. But one of the really really great quintessential Calgary Christmas light experiences that I think everybody's got to have. And let's yeah, be honest, totally. we're getting close to Christmas oh and, and, and some of these things are going to be gone very soon. Yeah, exactly. So you got to enjoy it right now because like you said, it's like this light in the darkness Ooh. that we get to have in December. And then like, you know, after Christmas, it's just darkness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so enjoy it while we got it. My goal is to see this wonderful Christmas light display enough times that I will be able to say Merry Christmas in more than oh three languages. Yes, there you go. Because there's Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's Feliz Navidad, which has its own song. Then there's Joya Noel yes. in French. And other than that, I got nothing. <laughs> so it. it's a chance to, you know, get some uh, diversity into your vocabulary. We're learning. Lions Festival of Lights on 14th Street looking so good. Worst date Wednesday. Worst date Wednesday. The 17th Ave Business Improvement Area. Check out their massive singles event calendar launching January 19th at 17thave.ca. This is easily one of the most awkward stories we have ever heard on Worst Date Wednesday, and it belongs to our friend Jackie. 
So the worst date I ever went on, like, started out freaking normal, and the guy was hot, and we'd known each other in high school, and, like, reconnected on Facebook. And the minute things got hot and heavy, like, after the date, we were, like, making out in his car and stuff, and he suddenly, like, stopped, and he's like, I have to tell you something. So, of course, I'm like, oh, God, like, you know, what is it? It can't be that. Like, what is it? Like, everything's been, like, perfect. He tells me he slept with my mom. <gasps> no. Of here. No, but I got out of his car and was like, what the? Yeah, so we had, we had known each other and stop laughing. It was awful, you guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. A little bit of overkill over there, Fuzzy. This is a traumatic moment for Jackie. Yeah. So traumatic. So we went to high school together. We reconnected, like, after college. And my mom was, like, for sure young when she had me. So, like, my mom is still a good-looking lady. But apparently, when I was at college... This guy, and I will not put him on blast, okay, because maybe he still is in town listening, but he, like, hooked up with my mom. He didn't know she was my mom at the time. Oh, my God. But then, you know, through Facebook, like, figured it out, and then, yeah, so that happened. That was like, the worst date ever. So you wow. obviously didn't go through with things because you don't want to be in that universe where your mom was. Uh, correct. Yes. But did you ever ask your mom about this? No, I was like, I just can't even, because I just, I love my mom, and I'm sure, like, maybe she didn't even know how young, like, this guy was kind of a player, maybe he's, I don't think my mom put two and two together, and my mom is, like, a little cougar, and she definitely likes younger guys. Uh, Wow. So I just, yeah, I just let it lie, and I'm like, good for you, mom, but, like, I need to, like, go home and take a hot-ass shower right now. (laughs) We laugh about it to this day, you know, after the fact, I'm like, (laughs) anytime I see him. You know, it's kind of like, you know, whatever. But it, for me at that age, it was like the worst. It was like, I can't. It, what's happening, you know? Yeah. So there's that. And now here with her story of being out with Mr. Mansplainer, it is our friend, Lauren. Oh, so I went on this date with this guy. And it started off with him complimenting my amethyst-colored shirt. Oh, okay, that's very, very specific. It was very specific. It was a purple shirt, Ugh. I think. I'm pretty sure it was just purple. And so when he said it, I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, like, I really love the color purple. Like, I think it's great. And he kept saying, emesis. I was like, all right, cool. Ugh. Yeah, bro. Um, and just, that's how, like, the whole night went. Whenever we were talking, like, we went to this place that had these beers. And, like, I was like, oh, like, you know, I tend to like, like, ambery type of beers or lighter ones. And he was like, it's not really an amber. It's more of a burnt cranberry color. Oh. Why is this? So it was so pretentious. And, like, honestly, I think he was making up half of the colors. Like, I don't think they were real. And, yeah, that's what he focused on the whole night. And he thought it was a great date. Tried to walk me to my car. And I was like, no, it's cool. Like, I'm fine. I got it. So he walked me to this, not my car, that was parked at a meter. So I was like, yep, this is me. And, like, tried to kiss me. And before he did, he was like, I really love that your chapstick is this beautiful scarlet color. And then one person did not kiss him back. Yeah, it was so awkward. Like, I just don't know, like, what that power move was. Like, color splaining. At all. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, was he was he a designer? Because to me, that screams that he was a designer to, to have that color palette that was so refined. Right. And that's what, like, at first when he started talking about colors, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe he can help me with my fashion or, like, yeah. make things look better. But it didn't seem like it. Like, because when I would ask about, like, you know, what he did, he was, like, 
not super clear. So I also think maybe he was kind of unemployed or something, which is uh, fine. But like, you know, trying to get a job at Pantone. <laughs> <laughs> get your man splaining yeah. out of here there, buddy. Gross. And by the way, all of those things are just purple. <laughs> Just keep it simple. <laughs> Call them purple. This feels like one of those stories you'll be sharing with friends later, being like, did you hear on Virgin Radio this morning? The, the girl who's on a date with a guy, and then she realized he had a lot in common with, uh, with Walter White. That would be Victoria, and here's a story about the worst date she ever went on. So my worst date ever, we met at a restaurant, and he actually showed up with flowers, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best date ever. Um, and it went well for the first, I would say, maybe 15 minutes. And then he randomly just dropped something about fighting in the pen. Oh, no. oh, oh wow. Oh, the pen. You don't just casually drop that either. Yeah. What? And I'm like, okay. So I asked, like, what do you mean in the pen? He's like, oh, I was in prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, for what? It turns out he had had a meth lab at one point. Oh, wow. You were on a date with Walter White from Breaking Bad? He just told me the whole story all about it, about how it started off that he was using things casually and ended up using meth. And he's like, the thing is, meth is really expensive. So it's cheaper just to make it yourself. DIY. Once okay. you start making it, you know, then you start selling it. And it's just, you know, how it goes. You know how it goes. No, no, don't. And so he tells me the whole story about how he finally got caught and, you know, was in prison. And now he's out and he, you know, is never going back. And then he asked me to go back to his place after to do some, what he called party favors. And I had no idea what that was. He's like, it's drugs. And I'm like, I said you were never going back. So, needless to say, I never spoke to that guy again. Oh, wow. What a, what a journey. Danae, hearing this story, does this make you think about your past? Because you actually have a, a, uh, yes. a, an ex-boyfriend yeah. who is serving time in a penitentiary. Yeah, for murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, he murdered a guy. <laughs> murdered his cousin. Whoopsies. Danae and Fuzzy. Real, fun, and all about Calgary. Time for shout-outs. Some goodness for your ears right now. This is where we pause for positivity. We talk about good things happening around Calgary. Danae, who's getting your shout-outs? Shout-outs going to the Calgary film scene. Uh, Fraggle Rock Season 2 has begun filming on uh, that massive soundstage that's in the Northeast, which is super exciting. Uh, by the way, got nominated for a Children's Emmy the cool. first season. So this is like an award-winning show uh, on Apple Plus that uh, is being filmed right in our city. And there's some pretty cool guest stars that'll be calling Calgary home for at least a couple of days while hit they me, make their me, way here. Me. Who's coming? Who's coming? Uh, Brett Goldstein, uh, one of the main actors from Ted Lasso. Okay, like okay. the main soccer player. You sure. might not like recognize the name Brett Goldstein, but like when you see him, you're like, yeah, that's the dude from Ted Lasso. Um, also, I'm so excited for this, and maybe she's here right now, and maybe she's listening, and if she is, I feel like you're kind of my spirit animal. Ooh. Catherine O'Hara of Schitt's Creek and Home Alone. Today? I know. Today? This is a big deal. This is a really, really, really big deal. Yeah, she's got a guest starring role in season two. So, Catherine O'Hara, if you are here and if you are listening, I love you. And I like, I love, love my mom, but if you want to just like adopt me also so I can have a second mom, that would be great. I want to watch her get mad at someone named Kevin. Yeah. 
Like there's a kid named Kevin walking down Stephen Ave who's totally. causing problems. He yeah. gives him a. Oh, yeah. Let's, I just want to see Maybe that. Maybe there's a Fraggle named Kevin. And Maybe there's a Fraggle. Maybe there's in a there. Fraggle named yeah, Kevin. That'd yeah, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, huge shout out to the Calgary Film scene. Just doing incredible things. I got to give a shout out to the uh, community of Bones. They've been a uh, hot topic in our city ever since somebody started putting letters on people's uh, doorsteps saying your Christmas decorations aren't good enough. Yeah. Here's your Bah Humbug Award. You're a Grinch. Uh, we had Linda on our show yesterday who got one of those letters and then in defiance of this person uh, put a sign up on her front area of her home saying Brilliant. beware of Grinch and put bags <laughs> of garbage out yes. there. Now, the community of Bones has uh, put out a statement through their social media feeds, and it says, It has come to our attention that an anonymous letter was left at several homes in Bones this weekend with unkind words regarding holiday decorations. Every day, we at the Bones Community Association see firsthand the kindness and generosity of our neighbors, and we know for a fact the negativity of this message does not represent our vibrant and caring community as a whole. Aww. You go around the community of Bones, and they literally sell I Heart Bones shirts. Totally. And there are people wearing I Heart Bones shirts because Bones is one of those places in Calgary. It's one of our oldest neighborhoods. There's a lot of like very like amazing like Calgary institutions in that area. And people take a lot of pride in that in that part of town. So it's nice for the community association to step up. They even do a shout out for, hey, if you know someone who's struggling, Aww. here's some resources we have to help them through the holiday season, yeah. which can be a tough time. And they, they don't say, hey, hey, uh, Grinch letter senders beat it. But they pretty much implied <laughs> pretty of like, much. that's not the nicest no. thing. So for the uh, Bones Community Association, uh, good on you for getting out in front of this and reminding us uh, why you are one of Calgary's best communities. 98.5 Virgin Radio, it's Tyler, Janae, and Fuzzy. We totally get that in the morning you are busy. You got to get up, you got things to do, and you might not always be fully in the loop with what's going on uh, in Calgary and around the world. If you've been off your uh, phone for a few minutes, something everybody's talking about is that Twitch has passed away. Uh, Twitch, legendary uh, uh, figure in the, in the dance community. So you think you could dance. He was also the DJ on Ellen for a really, really long time. One of those people with uh, such an infectious smile. Like you're seeing so many mm -hmm. photos of this man being shared and you're like, this guy lit up every single room he was in. Charismatic, talented. Um, the really, really tough news this morning is that it's being reported this is a suicide. Yeah, um, yeah, Twitch dead at the age of, age of 40. Uh, apparently, according to TMZ, uh, his wife, Allison Holker, ran into an LAPD station last night. She was frantic because uh, Twitch, his real name, uh, Stephen, had left home without his car, uh, something that I guess was not like him at all. Uh, and then TMZ saying a short time later, police got a call about a shooting at an LA hotel where uh, Stephen was found there from a uh, self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, at the age of 40. And and this is this is just one of those obviously like it's it's hard to lose a person in any way. Mm -hmm. But um in this way leaving behind a wife and three kids, but I think it's a good reminder because he is he was such a bright light. Yeah. He was such yeah. a positive radiant dude and it's a good reminder that even people that seem totally okay are obviously really really struggling on the inside yeah uh mental health uh challenges and struggles um affects more people than we realize uh i think it's one of those things where um you could probably just think off the top of your head 
about people you're close with and, mm-hmm. and maybe hearing a story like this, you know, touches you in a way where you end up, you know, reaching out or, or having tough conversations about, um, you know, how people are doing and, and trying to get a better understanding of what they're going through. Um, it's another thing too, where unfortunately the statistics of, uh, suicides, uh, among males is, is so high, but it doesn't seem to be something that is really, um, maybe talked about as much as, as it probably should be in, in all ways. And we just got past Movember, which, you know, is a, is a fundraiser started as a fundraiser for prostate cancer, but has also kind of pivoted to be a mental health talk for men as well. Um, but yeah, you make such a good point. So yeah, maybe maybe you have that friend that has recently gotten quiet. They're not posting as much on social media. You haven't heard that from them in a little while. Just like, yeah, shoot them a text. Let them know that you're thinking of them. You never know. Maybe they're fine. Maybe they got busy, but it is good to check up on people. And maybe you're listening right now and this is kind of triggering triggering for you because maybe you are struggling too. There are incredible resources in our city. Uh, there's the mental health provincial line that you can call three simple numbers, 211. And there's the Calgary distress line that you can call 24-7-266-HELP.